Welcome to the Liberty Podcast with your host, Pastor Robert Maxey, Senior Pastor of Liberty Church of Baton Rouge. It's our prayer that this podcast will be life-changing for you and that you will share it with someone else. Now, here is Pastor Rob. Hey guys, how y'all doing tonight? Doing good. How are you? Awesome, awesome. Look, so I I had this idea about this show because I I got six PKs that say that I'm crazy, right? So I need to get the other PKs in my life to, to, to figure out, is this a thing that, is it just me or is it all pastors and preachers' kids? So I got three awesome PKs online today. I got Faith Land, I got Derek Davis, and I got Meshach, and Meshach, you gotta say your last name because I can't. Muyaka. There it is, he is here. So I'm gonna let you guys just, uh, introduce yourself. Faith, go ahead and introduce yourself for us. Yes, hello. This is the Faith Marie. Uh oh, <laughs> I am a PK. I have been a PK all my life. I'll be 26 in a month. So um, this is my 26th year being a preacher's kid. I am a mother of a seven-year-old, and I'm just here to do God's work and be about my father's business. Amen. Just forget about I am her and only okay, say nothing well, about I, that. Wow. I'm sorry. Okay, I do have a women's <laughs> If I got to explain everything to y'all tonight, it's going to be a long show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do have a women's ministry. Thank you for the plug. I do have a women's ministry. It is entitled I am her. And we um, go after the identity of women and who Christ has called each and every woman to be. So that is something that I also do. And awesome. yeah. So good, thank you all good. for having me. All right, uh, Derek Davis. Yes. What's up, yes, brother, sir. Minister what's Davis? Up? What's, up? what's up? Yes, I am Minister Derek Davis, and also the worship leader of Liberty Church. And Woo-hoo. it is a pleasure to be here on this show, man. And it's a very interesting topic. I can't wait to get started. <laughs> I got so many, so many things that we can talk about. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> and Mishat. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Meshach Miyaka. I have now been a PK since Sunday for 21 years. I uh, just had a birthday on Sunday. I'm All excited right. about that. Happy, happy birthday. Uh, happy PK anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to figure Thank out where to send your dots. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. I need to have an address. <laughs> have an address. Oh, Please. But we'll, we'll, we'll get that together because dots are accepted. Those are holy gifts. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh Lord! And I also got Jumbane online. You want to introduce yourself? I guess that's a no. Well, can you be online and then he's not going to talk? <laughs> Misha, talk tell, tell us a little bit about your your ministry. Who's Jumbane? Uh, I. Oh me? Yeah, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I I'm indeed a Christian artist. I go by the name of KT Muyaka. Uh, and uh, I just released, actually, I just released a virtual concert on YouTube fr- Sunday. Um, so on. if you go to YouTube, and uh, I might drop the link on here later, uh, you can check out the virtual concert. But I do Christian music, and uh, I'm currently in Bible school at Bethany. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I've got some, some great young people on here. And, yeah, Davis, Dave, uh, Derek, I called you uh, young. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's cool. I so, feel young. 
You feel you? <laughs> yeah. So so tell me what it's like as being a girl PK, Faith. Oh gosh, that question alone um can go in various different directions. Um I don't know what specifically would you want me to share like Well, I don't know. What it was like okay. being a be, being a girl PK? Cuz I can say, you know, for boys it's probably a little different. Uh-huh. Um so did you have to wear long dresses? Did you uh, Absolutely, yes. So, okay, <laughs> now I see I can't okay. imagine what teenage <laughs> years was like for because uh, uh, I said my, my girls was crazy. Yeah. They just lo- lost their mind when they made teenagers. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I can definitely attest to that. What I can share, um, growing up when I was much younger, that was kind of like the uh, image that we had to go with, which, which is, of course, was the skirts, the long skirts, and then we had to do the stockings, and we had to mm-hmm. do the baby doll shoes and the bows oh, and the lace dresses yeah and, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> that was oh, that wow. was definitely what y'all we was had holiness to do. y'all oh, the yes. holiness church yes we had to grow up <laughs> it, and it was it was even on down when i would get home from school we i had my clothes ironed and pressed and crisp so you know it wow. was ready yes my skirts were ready and so did I you have like the little socks did you have like the little socks that had like the ruffles in it they did. You know what? They were white and they had like the, the purple uh, ruffles around it and they had to go with the uh, purple bow on your head. Yes, I did. <laughs> and so they carried me up all the way up until middle school. Yes, I was still wearing stockings in middle school. I, I was. And I want to say probably Woo! entering into my high school years, kind of when things kind of died down and I was able to really define who Faith was. So Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so did you lose your mind when you became a teenager? <laughs> yeah, I did, but I, you know what? I lost my mind, but I stumbled across my identity. So that's always, that's always the plus side to oh, it. <laughs> did you practice oh, that before you came in? Did you? I didn't. That? I didn't. You didn't. That came right off the dome. He just dropped that in my sphere, like bam. <laughs> <laughs> my God, my God. <laughs> what about you, Katie? Oh, so, uh, I had a a very different um, PK experience uh, because I was not really born here. Mm-hmm. And I think the PK experience um, from the African point of view is a little bit more different. Um, How so? Like, we didn't, like, you know, my sisters didn't really have to do the whole skirt things and, and like, you know, we didn't have to do much of that. Okay. It was more. It was more a lot of like uh, our parents were more laid back, but they were mm. involved. Yeah. So they they weren't like beat your head with Christianity, or you know, too like forceful with it. Um, it's one of those things where they were like, okay, you know, you're gonna see God, you're gonna yeah. see him move. Not your choice to to believe or not, in a sense. That's awesome. Do you, um, now, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Whew, all right. Uh, it's a bunch of us. It's 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 it's, it's a it's a uh, we have so, a. Y'all believe in replenishing the earth? My God, the scripture says. The scripture says, be fruitful and, and multiply. multiply and to multiply. Amen. <laughs> and uh, I think they took that literally. Yeah, they did. It's a bunch of us. I think it's uh, in total, it's nine of us. Wow. It's indeed not 
Yeah, and I want to say just for me, I think one of the hardest, I think it's quite a few that I can kind of angle from. But one of the hardest that I think for me was that the whole identity part. That's one thing that I will always speak about mm-hmm. and um, say because I felt like because of my siblings, they were older than me. They were like placed in the church with like whether they were a musician, one was a drummer, one was a trumpet player, one was a piano player, a singer, da, 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 da. I felt as if I had to have some type of role per se that had to help enhance the church. But when I found out and when they found out that there wasn't anything that I was passionate about, I felt like the ball kind of dropped when it came to doing the things that faith wanted to do. And so um, throughout my years of growing up, I did kind of struggle with trying to find placement in my own identity and whatnot. So I I think that would have been one of the hardest things as growing up because it wasn't a drummer. It wasn't a piano player. It wasn't a singer, you know, and it was something outside of the church. And my parents were kind of very driven when it came to running and functioning with the church and a ministry. Especially with me being a baby, I'm the youngest. So it was just like, you know, once you right. have that one and it's like, oh, my God, she's not doing what the other ones were doing. You know, it's like, OK, like how we, do we handle this? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not it's not like you're just not a part of, of like the, the ministry, but it, it also it connects everybody else to the family as well, because everybody's right. in ministry in the family. And now you're trying to find not just your, your spot in the church, but your spot in the family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't know who making that noise with their phone. It's hurt. <laughs> who is that with the hot mic? <laughs> I don't know who that is. That's either that's either <laughs> one of y'all. As long as it's not it's not you, Pastor Ming, is it? No, because I'm on mute. Okay. So, so, Gemini, you want to say something? What's it like being a PK? What is it? You're not here with a pastor's, a pastor's kid. What's it like? Gemini's uh, just along for the ride. That's where he's at right now. Well, he can't really talk about it. Y'all still, he's still there. He can't. <laughs> <laughs> He said, "Gotta wake up and sleep." Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, did y'all find like um, that it that it was harder? I know Faith said it was harder to find her place, you know, and just finding her identity. But what about you guys? Because y'all did participate a lot in the church. Uh, for me, yeah, it was it was it was harder for me to to uh to actually find my identity. Um, I've always been a lover of music. Um, my my father was not only a pastor, but he had his. Uh, they had a quartet group called the Gates of Heaven, and um, they would they would go and minister and sing, and and he trained me and uh, two of my older brothers to sing, and uh, so we had a, a, a smaller version of the quartet group that we would open okay. up the banquets and stuff for them, but. Uh, I don't I don't really think well I did say I have a I I've, I've always had a love for music but a lot of uh a lot of it comes to whether or not you really have a choice in what you're doing you know um 
I started I started out with 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 that with the quartet and then um, just being in church every Sunday I I gravitated towards the sound of the drum. So on Sunday mornings I would always sit right next to the drummer right where the drummer was playing. I sit on the front row right next to the drums and watch him and stuff like that. And then uh, eventually I start learning how to play. But um as I as I grew older as I grew older and uh just being being in church and I come from the old school church, like, you know, the old traditional Baptist church, you mm-hmm. know, you know, take communion. If you ain't got nothing, the women got to put something on their head. You know, if they ain't got a, a, a white scarf, they're going to put a white napkin in their head with a body pin or something, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I come from the, the old, you know, Jerry curls in the quiet stand. Right. Know? Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I come from, from the old traditional church, you know, but. And it was so mandatory for me to go. And like, they didn't have all of these different ministries, like in the non-denominal church right, right. that we attend today. Like you have youth church, you know, and stuff like that. They didn't have that. So we was in there with the adults and whatever was going on with them, we had to be in there. And we had to, the main thing you had to do is behave yourself. You know what I'm saying? But um, as far as learning your identity and, and, and developing your own relationship with God, I feel the youth of that generation was overlooked. Now, yes, they had a vacation Bible school and stuff like that, but it was it was nowhere near as uh, personal as people taking the time to to uh, help the children develop personal relationships with God like right. we have in these times. So, I have to say, because when I was growing up, we had my mom. She wasn't a minister, but she was very active in the church. And um, I remember being asleep on the back row many nights. <laughs> yeah. Because there was nothing else for us to do. There wasn't any kids ministry or anything like that. Mm. Right. Right. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Well, did y'all find um, being that um, y'all pastors of kids and having to be at the church so much, did you find that um, you became a little bit resentful of the yeah. of, of yes. the church or resentful of the people or feeling like? Yes. Re- I, I say resentful. Um, I, I remember uh, the first time that my parents came to the room, they used to always come and wake me up on Sunday mornings and say, get up, get dressed, you know what I'm saying? Tell me to get up and get dressed and get ready for church. And I remember the the very first time they came in the room and was like, you not coming? And they, which means I had a choice, you know mm. what I'm saying? And when they asked me that, I was like, nah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm good. And I went back to sleep, you know what I'm saying? And, um, like, from that from that very moment on, when I when they, when I got a choice because I was so mandatory for me to attend everything and do everything, and now I'm 17, 18 years old, you know, and now that I, now that I finally got a choice, right, right, like no, now I'm good, you know what I'm saying? I want to I want to chill, I want to hang out, I want to I want to I want to do some other things, you know. Yeah, I always had to attend everything, Sunday school, oh, vacation, God. Bible school, uh, and my mom picked on me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, if it was, if ever, all the kids were shy, you know, like in vacation Bible yeah. school, when you come to the, if you come to the general assembly, because just growing up, my mom made me read uh, Bible stories. 
Every you had to night. answer all the questions. <laughs> yeah, and then I got to go in my room, read it, and then I have to come in in their room, stand in front of the bed, and tell them what tell them what I read and what the story was about. So. If nobody ain't got nothing to say about what they learned in class at Vacation Bible School, she gonna call me out of the crowd. Uh, Derek, come on up here and tell them about Joseph. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so it was. It, look, and know, I figured nobody's gonna nobody's gonna say nothing, Derek, because <laughs> they know you got it. Uh, right. <laughs> so I, this is what I would say. Um, I'm glad you had a choice. At some point, <laughs> I, I, I bless the Lord for your life. Um, so, so for me, uh, and then I'll kind of go back to the other question and lead into this. For me, what I struggled with mo- um, more was identifying my identity versus my calling. Mm. Um, yeah. And so I identified as a musician. You know what I'm saying? So right. constantly he was at the church. You had to be there all the time, uh, especially when you're PK. You get there for everybody, yeah. and then you leave after everybody leaves, after the pastor and checked on everybody and their yeah. mom and their grandma mm-hmm. and their family. So uh, you build this, uh, you build this uh, endurance or, yeah. or stamina to endure church. And you literally, it, it becomes just that, just like any other sport. You just build endurance to just go through it. Wow. And when you consistently do that, like there is, you don't realize when burnout happens, you don't realize yeah. whenever you need a break because right. you're constantly, you know, you're constantly doing it, it becomes second nature. Right. And it's not until the point where you actually get an opportunity to be like, I don't have to go. Like I could stay home and just chill and rest. And you're like, wait a minute. Right. I've been doing this as a routine and not taking it as serious as I need to be taking it. Wow. So I think um, establishing a healthy balance uh, mm-hmm. with PKs, I think that would go a long way, and we would see more PKs stay in church than leave whenever they yeah. get the chance to. Uh, uh, Ivana, you had something you wanted to add? A question? Hi, everybody. Hello. 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 Hi. Okay. You know, the, the AirPods, they got me all messed up because I like, I just, you know, like I feel like if I'm not plugged into something, how can you hear me? It kind of still blows my mind. <laughs> but, but um, so I had a couple of of quick things. First, um, first, you know, as, as Derek was speaking and, and talking about, you know, having the choice um, as a PK, right? How, how in his life, he transitioned from, you know, being a pastor's kid where you, it was mandatory. You did not get the option, right? He was just, um, at everything, every church event, you, you know, sun up, sundown, whatever. And then, um, when you transitioned, you know, once you kind of got a little older and you were given the choice, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you were speaking, I just, I, I got a word and it was, I don't even know where it's going, but, I just thought, man, that's kind of like the picture of like God, right? Our relationship with God. It's like we have mm-hmm. the choice, right? And it, it kind of, that's kind of where your identity, like where the identity crisis happens is once you are responsible for you, like which way you're going to follow, right? So, um, so anyway, so, uh, so that I was just thinking about that, but I wanted to ask kind of, and I wanted to give everybody a chance to answer as well, you know, Growing up, I was not a pastor's kid, but my grandparents were very involved in church. Like our whole family was like in there. 
And, um, and so I, I can't really relate, but I, I do know kind of what it's like to kind of be under a microscope because you are related to, mm-hmm. you know, so-and-so who serves in this ministry and, right, and that, right. right? So, um, but I feel like just from talking to other PKs that, and, and just being, you know, growing up in general as a, as a young, you know, as a, a child and as a young adult, you know, we kind of get into these situations where, um, we kind of, you know, like Derek was saying, build resentments and then kind of make a decision that we don't want to be like our parents, right? We're just never going to follow in our parents' footsteps. Um, So, you know, as as PKs, um, how true was that for you guys? And what, um, you know, did you go through that phase? Did you act on that phase? Did you come back from that? Like, how did that look like in y'all's lives as pastor's kids? Well, I'll chime in and say um, that for me, honestly, I was trying to think about my answer when y'all asked a question about resentment and resenting anything. I don't necessarily believe that I resented too much of anything. Now, I could be wrong. I don't remember all of the details, but for the, the majority of the time, I don't think I ever did because honestly, I love church. Like, aside mm-hmm. from being a PK, Aside from going to Monday, this Tuesday, this Friday, this back to Sunday, that I honestly love church. Like without it, I just feel like I just wouldn't be who I am. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I've ever gone through. I don't want to be like them because of X, Y, and Z. Now, have there been mm-hmm. have there been some moments where maybe I felt like they were putting the church a little bit above family needs and this, this, and had issues in the home. Absolutely. You know, there's, there were numerous amounts of time mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I can say that that was the case, but because I love church per se, I wouldn't really look at it like, well, this is why I don't want to grow up to be this because of this happened. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. for me personally, I, I am one to take, you know, people have said you take your L's and turn them into lessons. I am one to take whatever I feel that's maybe negative or maybe that didn't go right from what I've seen or gathered growing up and can kind of use that to know what not to do when it comes to me doing ministry for say, because like I, you know, Pastor Rod made me stay earlier, you know, I have my own ministry and whatnot. Yeah. So I kind of look at the the faults or what I feel like were issues and problems and kind of use that to know and guide me with what I can do to help enhance anything that comes to the kingdom. So that's just my personal preference. I don't think I've ever had any huge moments or times where I was just like, you know what, I don't, I don't want to be nothing like this. I don't want to be affiliated with the church. Because right. I, I, that's one thing that I'm thankful for. You know, I, I, I honestly love church. Like, I really, really do. I, you know, I don't know if the question, and I'm, I'm going to let everybody else answer as well. But I see that question like, when did you find God for yourself? You know what I mean? Like, when did you start a personal relationship with Christ for yourself? And it wasn't, you know, the God of uh, Abraham and Isaac, but it also became a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay. And faith. And and Derek. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) When when did he become your God? (laughs) Not the church, per se, the building. Yes, yes. had You found your relationship with God because... I think um, I know what my children being uh, PK kids and having older children and younger children. Um, I know we talked about having that balance, but I know that um, my children have said that sometimes they felt like, you know, the church um, members were more important than than they were. 
in different seasons because maybe different people were going through different things and we were all either on the phone or we're counseling or we're at the church and they're coming along with us. And then when they want to say something to us, we're like, wait a minute, just a second or always having to say, mommy, be right back. And so I know for us, for me, I've always had to have that balance of saying Mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm after a certain time, I'm not answering my phone because this is my family time. Um, Because my kids voiced that to me. And once they shared it, it was like, oh, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when people are in when people are in crisis, they're not they're not thinking about that. They're thinking about um, they need that comfort at that moment. And so it's so Mm -hmm. important to teach them Jesus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Same Jesus. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to pray for you? You can pray for yourself. (laughs) And I'll holler at you tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know if anybody else wanted to answer, but to to answer that other question too, when did I find my own um, time with God? That actually happened, I want to say in my latter years. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. I, I felt like growing up, God did speak to me and there were some things that I was able to see and uh, I want to say I felt God um, come into my life physically when I was about 12. I want to say I went mm-hmm. to the altar and the pastor laid his hands on me and I felt his spirit uh, coming inside of me. Yeah. And I fell out and whatnot. But per se, my actual relationship where it was actually consistent and, uh, you know, we was thriving and he was talking to me and I was talking back. I want to say I was about 19 or 20. It was about 19 or 20 for me. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I turned 26 next month. So about a good seven years, I want to say. Wow. That it's truly oh, been, uh, you know, identified. Yeah. Amen. Awesome. Derek? TK? Well, yeah. KT? TK? <laughs> well, for me, <laughs> KT. for me, um, I had, I had, a, I had resentments as far as always having to be the one to be called on, I have to get up and speak and stuff like that. And just huh, ain't um, that ironic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and being mm-hmm. being forced to, you know, just attend every service and always gotta be wearing a suit. I can't mm-hmm. I can't dress in, in my casual gear. I gotta be right, dressed right. up, you know? And it's just it was just so much and then not only that was a factor, but the type of church that you attend as well. Yeah. You know, right. it was it was it was more about religious, you know, religion yeah. more than relationship. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? So uh just being tied up in that is what like kind of pushed me away a little bit. But I thank right, God right. for the seed that was planted because yeah. I later I later returned obviously um I later returned and came back in 2014. Yeah. In 2014, um, when I started going to, uh, which was Heart Seeds. Right, right. And that's when I started to develop my own personal relationship. It wasn't about mommy and daddy. It wasn't about nobody else. It was about right. my relationship with God. And that came to me after a near-death experience. Which wow. in, in my time away from, from, from God, I had other near death experiences, but this one particular time I was at work and um, something happened to where uh, I was in a position where I, I was I like literally could have died. And uh, I'm looking off and I'm seeing people more than a football field away running yeah. for their lives. And the danger is 15 feet in front of me mm-hmm. and I have no way of escaping it. So I know it wasn't nothing but God that that spared me and yeah. spared my life and diverted 
um, the pipe that busts uh, for the pressure to go the other way. Right. But yeah. that caused me to reevaluate my life and to think. And as I thought, I said, if my life would have ended right then, is that how I want my story to end? Mm-hmm. Wow! You yeah. you started out young, you know. You served in the church. You you was, you was a musician. You did things, and then you straight away you went out. You became a rapper. You did yeah. all these other things. But is that how you want your story to end? Which I know that my purpose is to do things for the kingdom, right? Yeah. To build God's yeah. kingdom and to minister to people, right. and right. that's what led me back. But if it wasn't for the seed of me having to go, right? You know, even though it had it built a little resentment, but I think it I think it was more positive than negative, and I just thank God for that. Amen. 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 Misha. Well, um, sort of similar to that. Uh, for me, as a young kid, uh, I've always I, I've known that Jesus is real. Like I've seen miracles, I've seen you know demons casted out. I've mm-hmm. seen a whole bunch of stuff as a young kid, and so I know he was real. Um, but I also hadn't had that like, okay, this is me now showing you. Um, I feel you, Jesus. I'm, I see. You, yeah. you know, um, and even being a musician, I think at times when you're in, in powerful moments. You're always stuck doing a job, and it, it sometimes becomes a job where you're up there, especially when you're young. You don't really understand what you're doing. You just know how to do it, right? You know, um, and so for me, I'm like, well, I'm just playing keys, and I would see, you know, people getting delivered, people getting set free, and all this yeah. happening, and, and and you know, but I'm like, well, I, you know, this is just what I'm supposed to do, but it wasn't until that same, you know, experience happened to me. Um, where I was actually pronounced dead for about 15 minutes, oh, and wow. then I got resurrected. Um, How old were you? When I got it, I was nine. Mm. You know, after that yeah. happened, I was like, okay, obviously you're real. You know, I've seen it before, I, I, but now I have, you You know, it's it's always different when you can say it for yourself, like, okay, you did this. You know, like, doctors said I was brain dead. They said I didn't have a heartbeat. Yeah. But yet, 15 minutes later, after prayer, I was resurrected. No, there, there is no humanistic answer for that. Right. Except Jesus. And so after that moment is where uh, I was like, okay, you're real. But I still didn't fill in, jump in. I had the belief of him. Yeah. But I wasn't all the way invested into, like, what his plans were um, until about really uh, about four years ago is wow. when I kind of like started realizing what he really had for me. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's awesome. You guys, all of you guys have um, amazing testimonies. It's, yes. it's just your faith experience. Yvonne, did you have an, another question? Alberta, how you doing? I'm good. How's everybody? Good. I'm good. It's good to hear good you. Good and you. I'm good, thank you. Now, and, um, I didn't know you were a PK. Yes, my um, <clears throat> my stepfather raised me. I was 11 when they got married. 
So um, my mom, my dad went through a um, a difficult divorce. Um, I lived most of my life at the beginning in Detroit. So uh-huh. we moved back to Louisiana. We moved to Louisiana. I was a baby when we moved. We moved to Louisiana, and I saw different things in Louisiana than I did from Detroit. And um, it was always it was a race thing, actually. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So um, I was ready to move back. I was hating it, hating Louisiana. I really did. But my mom ran into a really good man, Ernest Rashel, my stepfather. Mm-hmm. And um, he was older than her, like 22 years older. But I stayed in the church up under him. Me and my sister, my brother, and a lot of my friends in the neighborhood, we were always in church, sun up, sundown. And wow. Derek said the suits, I had to wear the dresses that my mom was a seamstress. So I had to wear the dresses, the heels, and those ugly stockings that did not match your legs. So y'all know I'm old, okay? So those those ugly stockings, I had to wear the ugly big heel shoes and the ugly dresses and anyway. So, so you don't we, tell your mama you called all her clothes ugly. Well, I'm about to tell you the hand-me-downs was ugly. Well, my mom made me clothes. So when my mom made me clothes, I would say I saw what somebody else had and she was good at it. Once she, she saw make it, it, she could make it. So that was Now, hold different. on. Now, I got to make sure because these three, these three folks on here had nine, nine uh, mm-hmm. kids. So how many brothers and sisters did you have? With the sim- with my stepbrothers and sisters. All of them all together. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It but is a pass. All- this is a, a PK <laughs> problem. We are missing right. out on Mingo. We got to get these last three. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so- hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold uh-huh. on. A K A K T. Yes. One one more time. What the what the scriptures say about being fruitful? <laughs> uh, be fruitful, multiply. Hold on, you 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 are behind the, you behind the count too, uh, Derek. Uh, <laughs> now, I, 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 I heard Julie say. Minga. I heard Julie say no. <laughs> yeah. I don't hear Mika saying anything. <laughs> Who me? Oh, he yeah. already know. I t- I do ten more. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh we gonna oh, adopt. Oh, yeah, I don't want to go there with me. We'll be a whole nother conversation up in here. We're trying to talk about PK kids. You can take an F in the heartbeat. We're trying to behave. No. So, so did you did you have a, a, a resentment, Alberta? Was there a resentment for church? Did you like fall away? Because I know the, the mm-hmm. Bible verse says you raise the child up in the way that you should go they and should go never depart. And I right. always look at that verse like, is this the the verse that's, in the Bible that's not true? Is right. this the one verse that didn't come that, true? It's true. That's not it's what true. that means. That's, it's that's, true. It's, it's true. true. But let me let so, me okay. explain that one to you. All right, you don't have to explain it. Okay. The short version. The short version of Alberta. I am gonna go on very short. I know you don't, have, you don't have to do that. You ain't have to do that. But anyway, <laughs> I know that. my daughter. I know my daughter. Oh, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the short version. You see the lady who was just speaking, Miss Faith. She said uh-huh. something. I love church. Yeah. But let me tell you, I saw every undermining anything you want to see in the church. Wow, I bet. Yeah. So, and we had that old Baptist church. Yeah. Okay. So come on. I saw all that. I saw all that undermining stuff. The, yeah. the, the, the creeping, the sneaking, the lying, the stealing, the just all yeah. that. So I learned that. 
Okay, so I love the church. But as I began to see that, and when I got an option, like Derek said, to not go, it's like, well, I could do this on my own. If I'm going to be that way, I could be that somewhere else. So I left the church. But I had so many, I can almost count seven, if not more, near-death experience. Wow. And I never forget the last one in 94 when I saw myself floating and I knew I was going to hell. Still, that didn't bring me back to the church. But when I moved here in 99 and one of my friends offered me, which is the best friend, say, we were going to go out because the club was my thing. Yeah. And we never could connect with the club. But one day she said, I went to Bethany. I went to this church and I see a whole nother life. I saw the light in her and she only had been going a week. Yeah. I went, I went. And when I went, I wished I had never left the church. Wow. So when we, as, 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 um, pastor's kids, we see things and, 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 and we are experiencing things because we're right there with you, with the pastors. We're right, right there with the moms right. and the dads. And we yeah. see stuff that people should keep to themselves and not expose children to. Yeah. I, I would say that, um, mm-hmm. you're probably right on with that, Alberta. Cause like mm-hmm. when, when we left our last church, the kids right. saw how hurt we was. And I remember mm-hmm. coming home and I remember telling the kids that, um, that we can't go back mm-hmm. and and watching them cry and watching them be hurt. I mean, that was right. like a new that was a new level for me, you right. know, of of, mm-hmm. of church that I hadn't they had not been exposed to. They hadn't seen. Yeah. Yeah. But I I mean I love God. It's it's it, he brought me where I needed to be. He showed yeah. me what I needed to do. He trained me, he showed me things at another church that I can use where my home is now. And right. he constantly is telling me that this is what you're supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do. Even though I'm doubting, he kept yeah. he's constantly telling me this is what I want you to do. You know, so we just leave. It's not a it's not about being a pastor's child. It's yeah. about the enemy. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy on any level, whoever they may be. Yeah. You I know? would say for for, for mm-hmm. you and, and for Derek, I guess this question is just for you two. Um, what was it like getting in into ministry, the ministry part of it? Because you know, Faith and um and uh, uh, Meshach they started ministry a little earlier than you guys. Mm-hmm. Did you find it was harder for you to get into ministry? Did you find it was harder for you to accept that calling on your life at your advanced well, ages? Yeah. Not that y'all old and well, like that. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. For me, no, I no, I I didn't at all. You know what I'm saying? Um, in in my years of being outside of the church, like when I was rapping and stuff like that, um, I I kind of learned how to connect with people. You know what I'm saying? Through my music, right? So I, I I've always had a conscience about what I was doing. At one point, like people used to always come up and compliment me, man, you gonna make it one day. And, and you, you know, like you the hottest thing in the, in the hood, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right, like right. You, you, you the best doing it out of the group that y'all in, you know, and everything like that. And you so talented and this, that and the other. And at, at some point I had a, um, like a revelation that came. It was like, if you could, if you could get this many people to mm-hmm. listen to you yeah. and to follow yeah. you and you and you telling them to do all of these worldly things. Yeah. What what do you think it would be like if you were sending the right message? Right. 
Right. You know, so I had I had that moment of revelation, like in my in my rapping career. So I, I kind of like toned it down from the uh, the subjects and the things that I talk about. And yeah. I became more of a conscience type rapper. You know what I'm saying? To 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 uh, just to toggle just to toggle people's minds, you know, and I and I, yeah. I would uh, often refer to my relationship with God in songs. You know, yeah. so when I became, when I transitioned into ministry, it was just basically, basically me coming back home, like the prodigal son, me coming back home and, and actually doing what I know that I was called to do. Yeah. God gave mm-hmm. me the talent to be able to, to uh, put these words together, kind of like, like, uh, like KT, um, you know, with being yeah. a Christian artist, God give you the talent to put these words together. And and for people to actually be able to to hear it and 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 you know just for you to be able to minister to them and, and they and they feel that and it brings a connection between yeah. them and God, you know. Uh, Alberta. Right. So um, tell me the rest of the questions. Derek had me gone for a second. Tell me the question again. Because <laughs> it started was, bringing me back to some stuff about myself. Well, I was wondering. <laughs> I was wondering. Was it harder for you? To accept yeah. your calling in ministry now um, versus mm-hmm. you know when you were a kid when you were younger. Well, I didn't think it was, but the other Wednesday when I preached, remember when I said um, I'm 52 and I'm too old, and the Lord said it was time for me to stop being a bench warmer. Right. That people are drawn to me, but I yeah. don't say anything. That's what He yeah. told me. So at first I was like, you sure you want me to do this? You want me to just sit here and I can just talk to the ladies that's hurting or talk to people that need prayer. Okay. So in my mind, not long ago, I was like, I need to maybe just stay where I'm at right here. Right. You know, and um, Aminga said something in her ministry the other day when she met, she said that we just want to sit down and let the young people do it. Okay, so all that was confirmation on Lord said did not say that you should do this. Yeah. That, that's the thoughts that I had in me that I didn't think that was that was a problem, but it was a problem. So, uh-huh. yes. Yeah, so it's like he's t- he told me that that was what I wanted you to do all the long. But you went back into the world. Like David said, a prodigal daughter. You yeah. went to the world when I was bringing you to me. Mm. He said, but it's not too late. He said, you have so much work for me to do, for you to do. I have so much work for you to do. Wow. And that's what he's been telling me. Because Amiga told me, as I'm being a minister elect, that things is going to come up. When they began to come up, I started asking Lord to wake me up so I can see right. and talk to him. Because it is things coming up. But that's just to show me, to distract me, to take me away. But if you're trying to take me away... Then God got something so big for me. Must I'm be a reason. Toward, that's it. That's Must it. Must be a reason. Re- so he says that I am not too old. Amen. No, you're not. Yeah. All right. I have a question. Mm-hmm. I have a quick question. It's going to take you back to when y'all was younger and, yes. and y'all pre-K kids. Because I watched at, when we was at the other church and I watched people, you know, the, the pastor's kids. And I would watch them date. Did y'all find y'all just dated the same people and the whole yeah. church, all the kids? Like, yes. how did that, like, that seemed like, <laughs> I, <laughs> that's, like, how did y'all date? Like, you know what I mean? 
That's a good uh, question. Like I'm like I'm talking to Faith. I'm talking because everybody's like you know the same people and your friend and right. girl over here date them. Now you dating them and then they date like it's you know. So can you especially when you're in the right. in the same at same, same church. church. Yeah, I had a new date every week. I had a new husband and all the people. <laughs> no, but, but but look look but for real though for real I'm so serious. Do you know like five of those guys are ministers? Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like I had a minister husband every other week. um, for me i say that uh yes (laughs) 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 yes there was a time i was in and i'm still young too of course there was a time um enjoy it yeah (laughs) around the time i was in middle school i want to say um and so what happened so what happened is i don't know if Many people know, but I grew up Kojic. Um, so we were a part of a ministry, but our ministry was under the umbrella of somebody that was above us. So collectively, okay. we would have um, kind of like conventions throughout the year. We would have local conventions. And then our denomination is interdenomination, uh, international, I'm sorry. So we would have okay conv- convocations where we would meet up with other churches that was in the same denomination. So long story yeah, yeah. short, um, okay. when I was around middle school, uh, there was this particular church inside of our jurisdiction that we would go to for certain um, meetings. And there was one guy that was interested in me. And then when I thought I was interested in him, but then realized I wasn't interested in him, I actually liked his brother. And then <laughs> I tried to talk to the brother. And then when that didn't work out, then the friend of the first guy who was trying to talk to me went to the Come on, Faith, tell it. Tell it. These are the days of your life. This is the days of faith life. Come on. This is like the first time I've openly shared this. So, yeah, you know, of course, you know, nothing happened or whatnot. But it was just a lot of communication that was all within the same circle, you know, the same people. And then what hurt me. Honestly, y'all, I had a friend that I grew up with around that time. She ended up talking to the guy that I liked, and then they ended up having a little, you know, little situation. And I found out because I was getting my hair done at the mall, and then they talked <laughs> up together. And I'm like, wait a minute, but how does this work? So yeah, it was it was a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. Your church gets messy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, we and when that happens, does that does that affect the pastor and the family? Like you know, when drama's going on with the kids, you know. Well, for me, because everything did y'all feel like whatever y'all did affect? Like you had to live up to your parents. Um, so if you did something, it made your parents like you had to live up to this. Oh persona. yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yep, we did. We yes, did. we did. But I want to say, how about I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. My parents didn't know about that. No, I was just gonna say my parents didn't know about that. So you know, there was nothing that was that was shared. So, but to answer your question, (laughs) Pastor, yes, there is a a, a expectations that your parents expect that they want that that we have to live up to. It's almost like mandatory. It's no answer, but it's it's mandatory. But that's me. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, I wonder what the guys like. How that work with the guys? The same question. So let me uh, let me uh, go and break this situation down. Come on, I've been waiting for you to talk. Now, uh, for me, it's a little bit more different. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number one, everybody uh, at my church at the time, whenever I was younger, was one of two things, either too old or one. (laughs) They were so close. They were so close that they were literally considered family. That would have just been so weird. 
Now, what made it what made it easier for me, uh, which is so terrible, but I was a traveling artist and musician, so I'd go all over the place, mm-hmm. and and I didn't have to be subject to like what's at my church in a sense. Right. Okay. So I'd see other people in in other cities or states and or whatever, and be like, well, I'd love to date you one day. So the what I'm trying to say is the options were spread out. Right. I get that. Mm-hmm. I know uh, uh, musicians in the church when I was growing up had reputations. Right. Oh my! Oh my! Okay, I'm just oh, gonna leave, oh, and I'm gonna. We did. Let's see, we did. Let's see the drummers. Oh. Let's see the drummers. Oh, oh my! I'm just, you know, me. And so. Oh my! Are we going I just. Yeah. I get we're gonna go um, there because oh, you know. Oh what, now, what what kind of church did you grow up in? Because if it was a Baptist church, then you know all the all the musicians all was gay. Them. Oh, oh, no. Hey. oh, no, you did not. Oh, no. Oh, no. But they still talk. Oh, no. It's past my bedtime. It's like my bedtime, too. Come on, y'all not telling the truth. Well, I, you know, me, it was Church of God in Christ. Um, and, and the ones, and, and the no, ones that was Baptist, no, 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 that was at the Baptist church, they were like, um, my sister, I think, she thought she was dating a young man to come to find out. He All the girls know. was dating a young man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you said, you oh. said Kojic? Nah. The Kojic? Yeah. Father. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Father, yes. They, 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 they something too. Yeah. All of them. Now that was, that, I'm going to have to say that was, that was, that was my brother right there. Now I don't agree with oh, Pastor Robin's statement because uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. We're gonna, we're gonna I'm gonna leave him I'm out there. I'm gonna tell you. My my brother was a musician from the age of eleven, right? So like he he played at you know at, at different churches as he got older. You know what I'm saying? He get to the point to where he's had he's playing like three different services on a Sunday. So um, it was times that I would go to rehearsals and stuff like that with him. And I was kind of like exposed to his life and, you know what I'm saying? Just being mm-hmm. a young man and with talent and, mm-hmm. you know, and this is mass choir. So it ain't like a praise team where you just got two, right, three, right. you know, right. this mass, this mass choir. So, I mean, it was plenty of, plenty of women and, you know, him being young and handsome and, you know, so uh, he had plenty of entanglements. I'm just gonna leave it right there. Entanglements. Entanglements. Oh yeah. That word. That word. Yes. Is that's the word. Is that word has been ruined. It's never gonna mean the same. It, it, they messed that word up. But see, yeah, like, we all entangled uh, with right, 2020. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. what I saw in the church because we was a traveling choir, Rock Island right. Baptist Church choir. So I was like, wait, 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 you know? Yeah. You know, so, going to that scripture that. where you said, where the Bible, where the Bible said, um, where it says, um, teach, teach them in the way that they should go and they'll never go. depart. And to me, that scripture means exactly who, what is it? who they are. They never depart. I mean, they're going to come back home. He's always because they've been taught the Lord. They've been taught, you know, the sovereignty of the Lord. They've been taught the forgiveness of the Lord. They've been taught the love of the Lord. And so right. when they, you, they have been instilled into them. So even right. when they fall back and have to find God for themselves, they will come back. I believe that's what that scripture means. It would not depart mm-hmm. from them. It it's not. always right. in them. So um, right. I know um, like my son, he's he's off in um, in L.A. in film school. 
And I'm like, have you found a church yet? No, mom, but I, I pray, but I'm not, I think he's just kind of burnt out. Like I can, you know, I can, can I can definitely I can understand. I um, relate. Um, yeah, relate to everything can, everybody I, yeah, is saying. Can, I can relate, because yeah. even, like, even when my son was here, he played the bass. Mm-hmm. I remember um, telling telling my husband, I was like, look, I think every, um, every other month he needs to have a Sunday off, like a week, you know, just to kind of breathe, let him just be. And it took a minute for him to get the revelation. But once he got the revelation and my son was able to have that break on his own, I think he became happier. You know what I mean? He came more uh, wanting to play the bass and couldn't, was excited to be at practice. But when he felt like he was being forced to go and not having a choice and not understanding the burnout, because yes, our kids are the ones who are are the ones, Mm -hmm. the first ones there, the first ones leave. They're the first ones, even if they don't know how to work the sound system, they're going to learn because we need you to step in when everybody else, you know, other kids are able to play. My kids are sitting there, but pastor's kids have, are the ones that have to do the clean. They have to get it. Right, we, right, they, right. It doesn't stop for them. And so it's so important. And I'm going to ask y'all sure. at the end um, the advice that y'all would give to us for mm-hmm. our children because, uh, you know, we're still learning this balance thing ourselves. Right. Yeah. Ivana? I was hoping you, I was hoping you said that, Aminga. Ivana, you, you back? You got a question for us? Yeah. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to ask you every time. Um, <laughs> so, so this is, um, for the PKs, obviously. Um, <clears throat> so one thing, you know, I had mentioned earlier when I had called in, um, that, uh, you know, I'm not a pastor's kid, but, um, growing up, I, my grandparents, I, I spent most of my time with them, right? Cause my mom's single mom, she was working. Um, and they, my grandpa specifically was a, um, a minister in the Catholic church. So, you know, that's mm. a whole different thing ball game right but but because um of the community that we all lived in right there's so many moving parts there's the the catholic church that was right behind our house (laughs) that we all went to right and then the 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 mexican community is just already so close and tight-knit right so everybody know everybody everybody and everybody business yeah um were because i know in my experience uh (laughs) when uh i i was bad or did something or got in trouble at school or, you know, whatever, right? Um, the biggest threat for me from, like, my mom was, well, I- I'm going to tell your grandparents, right? And that was a signal to me that everybody else going to know, the whole uh-huh. church going to know, the whole community going to know. So was there ever, how was that for you guys as far as, you know, being being the PK being in the community and you know like faith said everybody know everybody so did you guys ever have any run-ins with that or was that ever an issue for y'all oh yeah i can relate to that <laughs> i got pregnant when i was 18. Mm. so yeah and my being at still at my home with my with my mom and i say my dad you know i just had a bonus father but yeah when i got pregnant um the world knew but yeah he still was good to me. And the thing of it is, everybody knew something about you. Like, they thought I was sleeping with some boy in the choir, but I wasn't sleeping with him. I was sleeping with the other boy who lived on down oh the road. Like, yeah, yeah. So, it was like that. And everybody was like, it's for him, it's for him. So, my baby was never yeah. for nobody. The right person was always for somebody else. But the thing of it is, everybody knew. Whatever you did wrong, I stayed past curfew. Everybody knew. 
I was right. in the, out at the party shaking a little too much. Everybody knew. You know, everything, <laughs> like everybody knew everything about my name. You know, everybody knew. And, and, and my sisters were little. My baby sister was little. My brother was two <clears> years <throat> younger than me. But I was always in the spotlight. Everybody knew. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it kind of what um she said I can kind of relate to too since that's the direction that that she kind of started with. I think I I was pregnant. Um, I was seventeen when I was pregnant, and I had my daughter at mm. eighteen. And I just remember that experience. Everybody knew, but everybody didn't know. Right. And exactly. What right. I mean by right. that was it was times where I would hear what others had to say about my situation and it was so many rumors that were around that got back to me that this person said this is how it happened and this person mm. said this is what happened and they tried to right. place my pregnancy on somebody that wasn't nobody didn't know who <laughs> well, no, yeah. right so uh, it's like they knew but they didn't know but because you know but because my daddy was a pastor and i think that was one thing that i had to go through too because when they found out i um i think we had a service that's that following sunday because i let my parents know i was Five months pregnant when I let them know. That's because I was staying Ooh, in heaven. You at the did time. five. I did three. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when I, I finally had, <laughs> yeah, when I finally broke the news to them, we had a special service that Sunday, and of course, by me attending there, and of course, I was going to be showing. Yeah. They had to announce it, and um, that in yeah. itself was just a whole different type of journey that I had to go through. But the the thing about it that I love so much was that God's grace was even working for me at that moment. Because when I yeah. think about the time frame that it took for me to really like get through what people had to say, honestly, it wasn't that long. It definitely wasn't that long. But as far as like the business and everybody knowing, it was like I had Trinity and it was people still circulating that I was pregnant. And I was like, I yeah. had her by now. You know, that's how <laughs> you really didn't know that's what you news. thought you knew. That's right. Old. You know, she right. she's months now, but I thank mm -hmm. God for his grace because I think about that time frame a whole lot, even when I have my own time. And I really think, yeah. like, Lord, you really graced me through that time because I didn't let what it could have went go. But, yeah. um, yes, the business part, you know, and even even before then, you know, when I was in, you know, growing up and stuff like that, there were some things that I did do that wasn't pleasant to the father naturally and the spiritual father. And there were things that got out and, you know, were shared. You know, I, I snuck out of the house. Um, yeah. Snuck somebody in. My daddy turned it into a message one Sunday. You know, like Ooh, I was gonna ask y'all oh, about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, look, I knew oh, he was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. they got us. I oh, stuck. I snuck father. out. He put the nail in the one, and he made a message father, out of that. Yeah. Father, yeah. I, yeah, and I know my kids have mission. been preached so much. My kids have been preached so much. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let me tell You're you, not right. <laughs> exactly, because that that was not a, a comfortable place to be. But then again, you know, I had to say he's the pastor. I'm not. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so and yeah. you know what? My stepfather, he was when he found I was pregnant. He saw how sad I was and stuff. He said, "Hold your head up. You my daughter." I don't care what people say about yeah. you. And he used to be mean as, I don't know what, but he said, "I don't care what people say, but that's my baby." And he yeah. took Tiffany in just like that. He said, I'm worried about people. And if anybody says something about me, he'll tell them in a minute. But he used to tell me, stop being so fast. But then when that happened, he changed. Yeah. You know, yeah. he changed. Gave me all kind of, you know, forgiveness. What about, what about, uh, what about you, David, Derek? Because I know the, the girls are talking about, um, you know, having children out of marriage. But what about you? Um, <laughs> I mean, I ain't. <laughs> 
I didn't mean to throw you out there like that. that, that that's not the way that was supposed there, to come there out. Was no, there was no clean, hey, was, there was was, no clean uh, bringing. It, it, just, yeah, it, was, was, no, a, it was no easy way I was going to put it in there. But I wasn't going to let these girls out here say, say anything. Nah. And you sitting there. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, five, five, five kids uh, beat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> five kids what? beat. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <I> but look. <laughs> but listen. <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? That was Vana. Vana. You know that's Vana. Who else gonna say it? Who else gonna say it? That was a Vana. <laughs> so that was easy. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I said, Oh Lord, you on here? We ain't talking now. Ivana said, Everybody gonna get a dig. Everybody better get a dig. So go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, uh, uh, Minister Davis. Go ahead. Um, and, and the, well, I love how you threw that minister in there, Mr. Davis. I'm gonna start out with saying I was a late bloomer. Okay. <laughs> Are you talking about sexually? Not exactly. Not, oh, okay. not, not, right. not exactly. Not exactly. Okay. But I I had my first I had my first child at the age of twenty four. Okay. But at at that time, that was in a time where I had been away from the church. So right, right. you know, I, I could imagine what I could imagine what uh what was being said. Um yeah. You know, like about my about my rap career and things like that. You know, when I when I strayed away, right? But I wasn't actually in the presence to to actually know. You know, yeah. um, You know what what everybody was saying. You know, so right. it wasn't. I didn't have as much pressure. I was grown at the time. Okay. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> But you know what? People have to be careful on what they speak because in my Amen. church, other girls started popping out. I'm like, oh, all y'all was yep. doing it then, and don't I'm not. But yeah, don't, hey, but don't ever, yeah. don't ever talk about somebody else's child yeah. don't because do your child doing you. They just ain't been caught yet. <laughs> but it was popping them out. <laughs> I want to say it, it. It definitely, it definitely was uh, a cold. A code of behavior, though, that you had to have. Like when I was when I was there, when I was in church and growing up in church, and and the way you had to uh, behave and stuff like that. Like I got threatened from the choir stand so many times. Like, <laughs> yeah, that look. Like yeah, just a look, and my mom could be singing a solo and just see me back there playing with my friend, making airplanes right. and throwing them and stuff like that. And I knew when she finished that song that she was finna beck for me to meet her in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and like right right after she hanged the mic back up on the mic stand, she just head on down down the stairs of the choir stand. Back for me to come. Yeah. And now I come back in church sniffling and I gotta sit on the front pew. That's right. no joke. Yeah. Look, you know, I don't know how Minga do it, because Aminga will take a kid out and then when they come back, they smiling. And I was like, and I know she done beat their tail. Mm-hmm. So how do you get them to smile on the way back? <laughs> if I'm going down, you're going down too. Yep. <laughs> so put a smile on your face. If daddy say one thing to me, it's on the top. <laughs> if daddy say one thing, if he even asks me what happened, 
You and me about to go back to the bathroom. But see, my my mom. Sometimes my mom wouldn't have to take me to the bank because my dad would say my name from the pulpit. Oh Lord! Oh Lord! Yeah, in the middle of the sermon, like if he he'll, he'll call my name. Oh, and, that's a done deal. And he only had to say it once. Oh Lord! <laughs> wow. oh, my. Yeah, he only had to say it once. Once he once you didn't distracted him the way he got to call your name, you know you better get right. Now, yes, let me tell you, Pastor, if Pastor Bob have to say one of my kids' name, yep, somebody better grab him. That's on and pop him. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so I got I got a couple of questions for y'all. All right, these are these are PK questions. One, we gotta raise some money. We selling what at the end of church? Chicken plates. Uh. No nachos. We selling the hot dogs with chili and cheese. Oh, yeah, man. No, I, the one. Pecan candy. Pecan, okay, okay. I was the I was looking for chicken sandwiches. We had chicken plates. Oh, we had no. chicken, yeah. potato salad, sweet, yes. sweet sweet peas, and all that. So y'all didn't y'all didn't have the chicken sandwiches with the with no. the uh, potato no. salad no. on the bread? No. Yeah, your chick your eight. Your church wasn't old enough. No, 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 no. Let me explain it. Let me explain it. Nachos. Let me explain it. No, no, no. See, let me tell you. Nachos. Nachos. I don't know nothing about no nachos. There's a method to it. So it depends. First, it depends on how much you're trying to raise and what you're trying to raise Uh it for. See, whenever you're trying okay. to raise money, then it may be it's coming from a place of what you don't have, which means uh-huh. that your congregation may not have put forth what you needed to have because you're selling something. So uh-huh. you don't want to sell plates that cost eight, nine, ten dollars because it's obvious that you don't have the resources. So you have to meet a mutual ground where That's people smart. are still That's going to get you. it. I got but you. then, you know, you can spend like ten dollars on a big bag of chips. But if you sell it, you yeah. can put some cheese and chili on it. You can profit, you know. Right, right, right. selling it for five dollars and you're throwing it in with a coke but the flip side uh-huh. to it, we did do the red beans and the baked chicken and the fried chicken and the pound cake but we didn't sell it we gave that oh okay okay, okay. so see, yeah see, my, this my, is my, we, this money is for the usher board this money is okay. for the usher board well, see, so uh, yeah. and see the my usher thing, board I, need money I don't yeah. know if y'all know about the fried fish place in between the potato salad and the lettuce and the tomatoes on the bread mm. do y'all know about that Come on. Y'all, y'all don't know about the fish sandwiches? The fried fish, potato <laughs> no, sandwiches? We did, oh, no, yes, we ma'am, did I do. Oh, we no. did the fried chicken sandwiches. And I'm talking about they put a whole leg. They put a whole leg between two pieces, two pieces of, bread. of bread. with some potato oh. salad. What? Yeah, we ain't heard that. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, next question. Next question. That's the building fund. Complete, <laughs> <laughs> complete this statement. Complete this statement. First, giving honor to God, who is the great head, head of, of my life. life. Yes, he's the great head of my life. Mm-hmm. I thank you for allowing me to be a part of this yes. service. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. You, you got a second. You got to, you got to, you got a second. You got to do the pastors, the ministers, uh-huh. and the deacon. Yeah, yeah. you got to, you got to, and second yeah. the pastor and the, right, right. And, and the yeah, and the head deacon. The yeah, you got to mention all of them. You can't do that. Visitors and friends is how it ends. Visitors and friends. Yeah, that's the last thing. We we have all them departments. I grew up coaching. We have all that deacon board and usher board. Right, deacon is. Oh, this old Baptist. This Baptist right here. Yeah, that's Baptist all the way right there. You had you had the the women deacon. The the deaconess board, the deaconess board, oh, no. the mother's board. No, yeah. the, the deaconess board, board is the meanest people. They were mean. 
Mm-hmm. No, they was, but I seen a deacon like one time in a choir How about rehearsal. The missionary choir. A deacon named Fred pull out his pocket knife. He wanted to cut the other guy out of the kid. <laughs> it was I'm talking about they had to calm him down, they had to take him out of the church. He don't know me. I cut him. I cut him. And and Fred sang tenor and played tambourine. And he was also a deacon. But Fred wasn't having whatever it was, he wasn't having it that night. Oh, father. Yeah. Father. Third question. Third question. What is the second verse to Amazing Grace? Oh. We don't go because we don't know. All I know is. Uh, praise God. No. Praise God. That's the verse that everybody home. No. no. Praise God. <laughs> no. No. Praise God. God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now <laughs> yes. you home. You got home. home. You're right. Either you get, either you're gonna get the hum. Uh if you either you're gonna get the hum or you're gonna get praise God. But nobody knows the second nobody verse to Amazing Grace. And yes. then the book was in the behind hey. you right there. The, the phone book nope. right there. Nobody, nobody knew it like the deaconess because they were the ones leading it. <laughs> Yeah, because they didn't went through it. Through, through some yeah, things. Right. They had a scene that they went through some things. Uh, <laughs> See, modern day church, we we don't know about all that. We'll no, we don't know about all that. Them, them deaconess and them ursers and the missionaries, they gonna uh-uh, know that movie. We had a usher named Sister Feimster. And Sister Feimster, <laughs> oh. she, yeah. she was very tall, light-skinned, and she wore a little short afro. Uh-huh. And when she, when she pull up on side your pew with her white mm-hmm. on with her white glove and she take that Uh-oh. napkin and just put and just hold it out. They get gum. that gum. Get that gum. You, be, gotta go. you better spit that gum out. You better spit that gum in that napkin. If you don't, she's gonna slap you behind the head. It's gonna come I out. I always try to figure out how yeah. was how was me chewing gum stopping the Holy Spirit from moving? They come and get that gum. Spotted from in the back and her, your head in behind. Yep. She behind your head and come yep. behind you smell her. But that don't let them pull perfume. your ear. Don't and let them pull just, your ear. Oh Lord, I forget you. It took me back. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Um, so those are my questions. Uh, Amiga, you had anything you want to give them? <laughs> After that, I don't even know what to do with you. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know what to do with you. So, um, you know what, my last thing was, um, and just quickly, because we're about to close out, uh, um, if you had one thing, each person, one bit of advice that you would leave with um, uh, pastors for their children. Mm-hmm. I know exactly. Keep one sowing the seed. Mm-hmm. Keep sowing that seed. Because I see so many ministers that came from my stepfather. So many. Yeah. We was, me and my brother and my best friends, everybody was just talking about it. All, everybody's in the ministry. Keep wow. sowing seeds. As long as you just keep a, feeding into them, they will return. Amen. I'm going to say sow the seeds and feed into them, but mm-hmm. don't shove it down their throat. Like Don't right. force them to do something that they yeah. don't have interest Good. in. Mm, if they if they're not interested in something and you force them and you force them to do it, then they're gonna grow a resentment towards it. And right. like 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 uh, like we talked about earlier, they're gonna return later. You know, they because what's instilled in them in them, they're gonna return later. But yeah. 
we we want to try to bypass that resentment stage if we can. You know what I mean? Amen. Amen. Yeah, and um, what I'll just say because we know that God works in order, and I know that God. God says the Bible tells us that we are to put family first. And mm-hmm. I definitely would suggest that with leaders who are in ministry to realize that home comes first. And with right. that, the same investment that you put in your church and you want your church to be prosperous and you want the members to be, you know, booming and going to have that same guideline invested in your wife or your husband and then also in your children there. Yeah. And um, knowing that their voices matter, you know, kind of like what Derek said, like not shoving the gospel down their throat because there's going to be a point in time where they're going to have their moment where they have an encounter with knowing who Christ is. And it may not come as a form of mommy and daddy shoving God, 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 or Jesus, 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 or going to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday service down their throat right and um just knowing that you know god has his timing for everything you know he has his his way about you know even for me when i think about my own time you know it didn't come until i was like i said 19 or 20 thank god you know i did have the opportunity he didn't take me out before then but yeah we had that encounter ourselves you know and although i am thankful and appreciative that i was in a position to be rooted in church because i do believe that plays a part with how i was able to have my encounter because i will go back to what i was initially birthed into but it still yeah. didn't come at the form of my man daddy shoving jesus 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 down my throat so i yeah. think you mm-hmm. know and I, and I know it can be it can be hard as parents because you know you want your children to go a certain way and you don't you don't want them to make the mistakes and whatnot but just like parents have a choice to choose guys so do the children do too so right, I think just exactly. giving them that grace yeah. in that area, you know, to kind of have their own, their own convictions or just their own, you know, without it being forced. Yeah. Then mostly Amen. just knowing that family comes first and that same invested investment is needed. Amen. Amen. I, Amen. I just, I just want to piggyback on that for wait, a second. Uh, wait, can I? Okay. Wait, I, wait, I didn't pick hear it. my. I didn't hear um. Misha had to leave. Meshach phone went dead. Okay, but I just wanted to piggyback on on what she said. I think I think it's a it's a different type of grace, um, depending on uh, the preacher himself. You know, like if if you're if you're a pastor and you've been and you was raised in the church like every day of your life, and you didn't go you didn't get a chance to go out and experience the world, then you're not going to have the same grace as someone that became a pastor, let's say at the age of 27 or 25 that actually did um, have a chance to go out and experience the world. You know what I mean? So you, you're going to understand that that child has to make a decision for their self. But if you was forced into it, then you're going to force the next generation into it. I don't know. I don't, I I can, I hear that, but I don't know if I, I would um, solely agree with that. I think because, Again, if you're teaching religion versus relationship, those are two different things. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. plays a major role too. Yeah, yeah right as well. Yeah. Right, because I grew, we um like that's I grew up. I don't know um going every single day. I grew up, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. My kids want to go. You know what I mean? And they are active. You know, cleaning the church even before we came here. That's what they love to do. You know what right. I mean? But but yeah. when if they say um today I want to stay home, it was not a. It wasn't. A big deal for us. It was like, okay, go ahead and rest. We all deserve that. Right. So, mm-hmm. but everybody's not yeah. like that. And now we understand that. 
Amen. Right. Right. Amen. Hey guys, I really enjoyed this conversation. This was Me fun. Too. Yeah, it we was really fun. It was. Thank hey, you. So, hey, so we gonna have to do this. Hey, we got to do this again because I ain't get a chance to tell y'all about the story about when I had a fight in the church and the usher oh, had to stop. Oh, <laughs> look, wow. look, I, see, you interrupted my question. My my question was, I was about to say, Derek got a chance to share his most ratchet, one of, a ratchet thing that happened in church. What's y'all most ratchet thing that ever happened in church? I was in the back kissing on some boy. Oh, father. <laughs> <laughs> who's that? Was, who's that? That was Alberta? That was Alberta. Oh, brother, I'm not surprised. That was one of the fine ones. He was a drum man. Where my uncle at? Where my uncle at? Uncle Gus, get her. He in the room. He in the room. He in the room. Faith, what's your most ratchet moment? Oh, I can't even think. Come back to me. Go ahead, Derek. Come on, Derek. Tell us this story because you're dying to tell us and we dying to hear it. Yeah, go on, Derek. All right, look. Use the because I'm going to hear this. So we had a, you know, in uh back in the in the in the Baptist churches they had like musicals. You know, you you visit another church, right? And uh-huh. so mm-hmm. our church was visiting another church. I don't know if it was an anniversary, a musical, or whatever. But anyway, but that just goes back to where, um, how I say people always try you. You know what I'm saying? So they knew, you know, from how I was dressed and how I came in with my parents that, you know, this. I'm PK. I'm a preacher kid. So uh-huh. it had this little. It had a little, a little kid. Uh, his guy, guy name was Tyrone. I never forget his name. It was uh, his name was Tyrone. And um, we was. I was sitting on the front row. So they, my, my parents made me sit on the front row, and he was sitting over there on the deaconess side. Uh huh. Because he was bad, so they made him sit on the deaconess side. Anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> so he was just. He he looked at me like we ain't, we didn't know each other or nothing. He just looked at me. He kept looking, and I look at him, and you look at me, and then he gave me the little. He gave me the little fight signal, like he took his hand one open and the other one with the fist. He gave me the, he gave me the signal, and I was like, oh yeah. He was like yeah. So like he he nodded his head like toward the back, like you know what I'm saying. So he got up like he was going to use the bathroom. I got up like I was going to use the bathroom. We went out. We went out the little side door. We got there right there in front of the bathroom by the water fountain. We ain't say no word. We just dove into each other. Oh <laughs> and we and I'm talking about. I'm talking about them Pacquiao punches. It wasn't no uh, karate kicking. We wasn't karate kicking, jumping around. We was punching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the uh, usher, uh, usher ran out there. I didn't even know his name. I didn't know his name until the usher ran out there. was like, James. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he called his name because he knew him. He was like, James. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And he broke us up and stuff like that. And then after church, they told our parents what happened and stuff. Made us apologize to each other and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just for no reason at all. But, but I, I just said that to say this: when you're a preacher kid, they're gonna try you, but you gotta be ready to stand up for yourself. You gotta be ready to stand up. Yeah. My God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Babe, you got one. So I had to go ask my sister to see because it was hitting me. So the the what she brought to my uh, remembrance was being in services when I've been in a couple of these where it was just straight catastrophe going on. The Holy Spirit definitely was not there. 
and there was one moment where uh, I was invited to this particular service and it was just a whole bunch of unanointed people going before the Lord oh, oh, and trying to trying to deliver one of another and the one who was trying to deliver needed deliverance so um, I, yeah I, you know that will have to be my most ratchet but I don't have a, a super severe story like Derek you know, uh, I wasn't finna throw you yeah, know throw my balls right. on nobody yeah I don't think I had any any moments like that but I have been in some very unanointed atmosphere and that I, in I, itself I, is draining <laughs> I knew this one kid I knew that this is not my story but I knew this one kid that peed in the baptismal pool there was some oh, sin in that water. There was some yeah. sin in that water. There's some pee in that water. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about what about getting prayed by somebody when they're trying to put their hand on your forehead to make you go down? Yeah, yeah. You, but you, but you don't go down. But you don't go down because you don't feel it. You know, so it's a tug of war. It's a tug of war. You know, we going back and forth. Oh man, stop pushing yeah. me. Right. <laughs> No, they tell, you, they tell you, they tell they you, don't fight it, don't fight it, don't fight it, don't fight it, don't fight it. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Hey, no, you pushing me, you pushing me. Hey, I got, I got one more, one more, one more, one more. So one time, the lady that used to clean up the, our church, our old Baptist church, she decided that the Lord told her that she was supposed to be our pastor. Yeah, she said the Lord told her she was supposed to be the pastor's wife, and oh, she had the keys to the church. And she oh, locked God. him in the church and chased oh, him around the church. Woo! Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Locked him in the church and chased hey, him around Lord. the church. Talking about she's supposed to be his wife. Oh, Lord. Wow, wow. I just have to say, this is a lot of stuff going on in the Baptist church. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, know, I, feel like, I feel like y'all picking on the Baptist church. This stuff going in every church. <laughs> yeah. They just they just more you know they Baptist so they more open. They just more open. Got to got to match those uh, fancy suits. Wow. <laughs> right, right, more right. loud with it. But hey no, guys, I really enjoyed this. Uh, uh, we got to do this again. We got to do this yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I just want to pray us out, Father God. Thank you, God, for this opportunity we had tonight, Lord. God, we pray, God, that you just continue to touch each and every one of us, God, and each and every one of these, these PKs that's on this line, Lord. God, I, I thank you for bringing them into their ministry. I thank you, God, for, for bringing them into the word of God and having them minister, Lord, and, and do, you're doing amazing things through them and in them, God. So I love you. We honor you. We bless you in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Hey, y'all, share, share, share. I got guys. I'm gonna go see if my daughter can do this on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye.